Hey folks, welcome to Smooth Burrito. I'm a substantially cooler Frank. And I'm the same Trevor. Yeah, I finally got my replacement air conditioners installed that I had to install because the HOA didn't like my window units apparently. Which I when my, my landlord brought around the paperwork and I found out those rules don't go into effect until September twenty first, so I could have fucking left them up, but uh Whatever. Anyway, the the heat wave is over, um, and now we're going to talk about video games. So, what have you been playing? I've been trying to find something to play, Frank. I, I can't. You ever have like those periods of time where you're so like stressed out about what you're going to play next? I just finished Ghost of Tsushima, um, and I'm just like, I want that next game that's going to like grab me, you know, the one that's going to, yeah. you know, that I'm going to want to play every day. Right. Cause right. ghost of Tsushima was that for like a long time. And then before that it was the last of us part two. And so like I've consecutively had like that game, that type of feeling toward a game for like a good four or five months now, basically since quarantine started and now I'm just like looking for that next itch, and I have been having the hardest time finding it, man. Yeah, the only uh, I I kind of have the opposite problem in that I'm a big backlog hoarder, and I never actually play anything to completion, which is kind of annoying. I need to get out of that habit. But the only game that's grabbed me really hard thus far is. Uh, Gundam Wing, or Gundam Wing, uh, just Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost on, which is the latest Gundam Extreme versus game on <laughs> PS4. I've been playing that online with Ian. Uh, it's a two-on-two game, so we've just been teamed up and trying to fight randos, and we do better every time. It's been fun. That's cool, man. Um, Control Ultimate Edition launched today. I have not played Control. I hear it's really good. <laughs> Yeah, you remember uh, how I was talking about backlog problems? I own yeah. that game. I've owned that and, game for months. And haven't played it? Nope. Apparently it has good ray tracing, and I'm I'm trying to get some some solid ray tracing action out of my new RTX card. So I was yeah, thinking about picking it up. Rays. Yeah, trying trying to trace some rays. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Uh, it's also on sale. I think it's like $30 for the game and all the DLC, which they launched the new DLC pack today that's supposed to blend like the Alan Wake worlds with the Control, like this blended universe or something. I don't know anything about it because I haven't played Control yet, but I was thinking about picking it up to hold me over until the Avengers, which we discussed a little bit um, off the podcast, but I'm going to pick it up. I've been looking into it. I played a little bit of the beta and I'm really excited about it actually. Although I'm not excited about all the exclusivity deals and all the bullshit they have going on with. Yeah, that's, we have, we have that a bit further down in the notes here. Yeah. But that, I mean, I'm just, I'm still trying to find something to play. The Avengers and Tony Hawk come out next weekend. Um, Tony Hawk looks good. I want to play that. I was put off by, not not really put off, but just annoyed by the fact that the demo is actually, 
like a pre-order bonus it's not a demo oh yeah that was that really ticked me off too it's like a demo is supposed to be a way for you to try out the game to see if you want to buy it but now you only get the demo if you already buy it that's that's so shady especially with this series where the two past games that have been put out in it tony hawk's pro skater 5 and tony hawk hd which technically we have a remake of an hd uprising if you want to look at it that way coming out now but like th- those both both those games were mediocre to dog shit and i think that activision should have put out a demo just to restore people's faith in the series a bit i do too yeah i do too i agree Although, like, all everything I've seen for the lead-up to this game says it's going to be good. Um, oh, yeah, I watched uh, some gameplay, just like Jeff Gersman was playing it on his stream, and that game looks really good. Yeah, it it's definitely a huge upgrade, and you and I were, like, on stream with Skater XL recently, and while Skater XL is cool, and it's just really bare-bones in content, and I feel like Tony Hawk's going to be a totally different story in that yeah. sense. It's also a completely different style of game too, but like oh yeah, for sure. Like like Tony Hawk's one uh, one and two HD coming out here shortly has um all of the tricks. The the only thing I haven't seen is the caveman from Thug. Everything else like wall plants, wall rides, manuals, like all, all that shit that they added over successive games that honestly we kind of take uh for granted. Like, that's all in there, which makes sense. I can't see them going back to the limited trick set and move ability set that you had in the original Tony Hawk game, really. Yeah, for sure. And I've seen that they're going to be doing a lot of, like, um, unlockable characters and just, like, unlockables in general. Just like that's the classic good. Tony Hawk games had, man. Like, Yeah, that, that's good, because that's, like, the only thing that I hadn't really seen is uh, what they're doing for, like, the unlockable stuff and, like, what the progression looks like. What I do wonder, and this might have already been answered, but what I do wonder is, are they going to have remixed versions of these levels? Because, you know, my... The repertoire of shit that you can do in these levels is a lot bigger, so you can attack them in completely different ways, so I'm wondering if they have remixed goals, or if they have a mode where you're restricted to the trick set available when that level was made. That'd be interesting, too. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Um, it would be interesting to see it. I, I'm definitely gonna pick up that and Avengers. I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that I get plenty of fun out of the Avengers. And I, I almost feel guilty for buying the Avengers because of all. You the, should feel guilty should, for buying the Avengers. You should feel guilty for buying the Avengers. We'll get into that. We'll get into. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been playing, at least I played a bit yesterday, aside from M-Bon, I have been playing Factorio, because that had its 1.0 release recently. Okay. And that, thus far, like, it sure as fuck Factorio. Uh, I downloaded a bunch of mods off of a friend of mine, so I don't know if the enhancements that I'm seeing are a result of the 1.0 release, or a result of the mods, but... I've been having fun with it. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, I just it's wish... It's another I... good game where you can just, like, kill five hours and not realize it. Yeah. Yeah, I like those, like, mindless games every once in a while where it's not... I tried to dip my toe back into Dragon Quest XI recently and was just like, oh, man. 
I wouldn't call Factorio mindless, but it's it's the opposite. It's like, you know, you ever play Roller Coaster Tycoon and you just get so wrapped up in designing shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, for it's sure. That, it's that feeling. Yeah, you can lose yourself in it. Like, very easily, without, like... And you can, like, return... You can return to it after being away for a second. Like, I've been trying to get to my backlog of games that I didn't finish because that was like, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll dip my toe in like a couple of these games and, and find which one I can spend some time with. Dragon Quest Eleven. I was just like, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was like 25 hours in when I stopped playing it and I really wanted to finish it. And I just, I had no idea what I was doing. I had to put it down. That happens to me every time I go back to play Shadow of Mordor. Like, I have to relearn how the fighting works. Yeah, I'm like, I, I have to figure out where I am, where on the map I'm supposed to go, like, what should I've crafted already. I'm like, man, should I just start this game over? That's honestly one of the reasons that I'm going to start streaming is because I feel like with a regularly scheduled time, I can just be like, okay, I'm finishing this game. That's, like, my goal. I'm going to stream this game until I finish it. Um, totally know what you mean, man. But yeah, I... Other than that, I haven't really been playing much else. Um, so if that's all you had, we can switch the news. Let's do it. Alright, I guess uh, the first attack sound effect is appropriate here. First attack! Yoshinori Ono. The man who helmed Street Fighter 4 and 5 and honestly the revival of that series in general after uh, languishing for so many years is leaving Capcom. And yeah, that's crazy. That That is that is crazy news, yo. It's, it's understandable. I feel like the reception to Street Fighter 5, like, at this point I'd describe everyone's relationship to it as either indifference to begrudging respect I don't think anyone really is a like enjoys that game the way that people did three or even four. Uh, what I'm interested to see is Street Fighter V had a lot of problems, and those could either be put down to decisions that Ono made or decisions that Capcom suits made that Ono had to follow. So this next patch is being handled by the dude who worked on Rival Schools and. We'll see if this it takes the game in a bit of a different direction versus what Ono was doing with it. Or it, if it just progresses the same way, then it's just down to the Capcom suits, right? Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I do get it. You're right. Like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that, like, my feelings on this are mixed. I feel bad in the sense that Ono is kind of largely the dude responsible for fighting games uh, crawling out of their their niche and becoming a thing that people are aware of again. But Street Fighter V was not great when it launched. Like, severely not great. And I think that no. might have done a ton of damage to that brand, at least. Is it great now? It's passable. Um, I it still has networking issues that it has networking issues that should have been fixed because they were fixed in a fan patch, and all Capcom did was make it so that that patch didn't work. And also, I think they added fucking Denuvo 
to uh, the game like later in its life for some reason. Probably to prevent patching like that. I did play it at launch um, quite a bit, but... Yeah, I think, like, the problem is that, especially at launch, it launched in a state where it was really... That should have been called Early Access. It was made not for the average player, like, you know, casual who wants to go through an arcade mode or what have you and maybe do some training. It was made for competitive play and then had a lip service survival mode tacked on. Yeah, I remember now, that. Like a bunch of controversy about the story mode not being there or some shit. Yeah. It has a fully-fledged arcade mode now for every character. It has a separate cinematic story mode, although really it's just they animated the models over the different stages, and I honestly think it looks kind of shitty, but, like, for, for me at least, the game has never been able to escape this feeling that it was thrown together. Yeah. Like even though there was like plenty of time, didn't they have like plenty of time to develop that? They like Oh, absolutely. They had yeah. a ton. They uh Street Fighter 4, like not counting the expansions, literally got a re-release on PS4 before they released 5 on PS4. Like they had tons of time to work on that. But, you know, given that one guy worked on the networking, I don't think Capcom ponied up the money in the way they should have. And that might be part of the issue with it. But it'll be interesting to see what happens now, especially, like, I after Marvel vs. Capcom in, Infinite, like, just that flopped hard. Um, I'll be interested to see where this franchise goes, or honestly, if they just leave it for a bit. Because as much as I'd hate to say it, like, that is legitimately an option and there are other games to play that aren't street fighter yeah for sure i feel you there and i don't mean mortal Kombat. i mean like the new the new guilty Gear <laughs> seems to be trying to be street fighter ironically enough which sucks because then that means that there's no guilty gear to play but that uh i'll complain about that when that game comes out <laughs> right no i hear you <laughs> But yeah, that's all I had to say about it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to change, if anything. No. Yeah, for sure, me too. The next piece of news is a very big deal, at least to me. Yeah. It's a big deal and to me too, because it means that we were right. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Halo, Halo Infinite was delayed, uh, I believe, indefinitely until 2021. Well, until 2021 sometime. They didn't really say anything beyond that. But Hot Scoop, that dropped, I believe it was just yesterday. Yeah, just yesterday. Yeah, they, they so added bad. a guy from actual Halo, for lack yeah, of a better term. For like, he's now the project lead on Halo Infinite, um, and he's going to be like running the shit. Uh, and trying to get them back on track. This game is going to be overhauled. I doubt it comes to the Xbox One anymore. I think. This oh, you might... think it's going to be an exclusive to the Series X Fridge. and PC? Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be a very large overhaul to this game. I, I think that they are like flipping this shit upside down and going back to the drawing board on it. There's probably a lot of shit wrong with it. There's been all this talk about like employees complaining and leaving and bad working conditions and too many contractors and like 
just all, all of the standard complaints of a modern AAA game being made. Yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> but this one was a little bit. Uh, these were a little bit worse in that, like a lot of Microsoft has this policy where they can only have contractors for a certain period of time, and then those contractors have to be they have to be laid off for six months. Um, and I believe that caused some issues with Halo Infinite because the development time has been so long with this. That yeah, that doesn't seem like a great through. way to make anything, really. Yeah, they were just cycling through a shitload of contractors, um, having a ton of people come in to work on big parts of the game, like halfway through its life cycle and shit like that. So I imagine this game has been in development hell for a little while. And oh yeah, they're, they're going to try to try to get it back on track. It doesn't help that the reception to the last couple of non-Bungie Halo games were mediocre at best. Like, it's it's very interesting that they said delayed indefinitely to at least 2021, because that shows that there's going to be a Jason Schreier article written about this game at some point. There already was. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I think he wrote the article <laughs> about the Joseph Stat, uh, uh, about the, um, the guy coming on to take over project lead and i believe some of the things in terms of like the development state currently uh, at microsoft at 343 i mean uh, around halo infinite was addressed in that article yeah well i'll be uh as interested in that game as i was before i suppose which is not really at all i <laughs> I don't think I haven't played a Halo game since Halo Three, so I'm, I'm not Captain Halo. I, I'm not the. That's huge what they call Halo the main game. character, right, Captain yeah, Halo? Yeah, Captain Halo, dude. <laughs> um, I've I've played every one of the Halo games, but I wouldn't call myself Captain Halo either. Um, I'm not like the hugest Halo fan, but I do think the games are a lot of fun. Oh yeah, they've they've always been good, like couch multiplayer type games, or like you know, good shoot, good shoot 'em ups. Uh, I don't have to sit here and sing the praises of the Halo franchise. Literally, everyone is aware um, that Bungie did a great job. What Bungie might not be doing a great job with is this next Destiny Two article that we have coming up. So Solid transition. I don't know. I don't know if you you're going to be more familiar with the content that they're taking out of this game because I'm not a I'm not Captain Destiny either. I I installed it and never launched it and like I installed it when it went free to play, never launched it and then deleted it. But apparently they are deleting and or making inaccessible 2 years of paid content, like actual expansions that people paid for. And I find that disgusting. I thought that they were putting this in some sort of vault. That's what they said, but like vaulting it is just a euphemism for we aren't making it available to you. It's like the Disney vault, except, but you, you know, can, Disney you doesn't vault things I paid for. Can't you? No. You can't? Nope. Oh. Yeah, that's that's the big deal about it is that like you just can't access that content. And I know... A lot of people in the comments of that article said that that content was redundant and not really played anyway, but it's the principle of the thing. Like, it's a paid-for yeah. piece of content. It doesn't matter if it's redundant. If one person who bought that content wants to go to the the crypts of the Didact or whatever the fuck, they should be able to go to it. I don't care 
if it's content that's not being used, you, by selling it, although I'm sure their TOS has an out for them to be able to do this, but at least in terms of, like, morals, I guess, for lack of a better term, in terms, like, I gotta stop saying in terms of, but uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to cut this because I'm too lazy, but whatever. My point is that you shouldn't have sold it if you were expecting to later get rid of it because you need hard drive space or whatever more complicated version of needing hard drive space is going on. I don't know if it's the hard drive space one. Um, well, no, I, I think it's more that the story and the content itself is so irrelevant to what is going on in Destiny 2 now that... No, like they're probably looking at the numbers, and very few people are pro like very few new players are going in and playing that content. Because, oh, I'm sure. But... Like you, you go in and you get like a light boost jump, or they have like this quest structure where you can jump in and um, do like a few quests to get like your light level and stuff where it needs to be to be able to participate in modern, more recent content and since destiny is a very multiplayer focused game the majority of the community is playing the modern content and i'm sure the year one and year two content was probably very bare um and i think it's more of like a server type thing um, i absolutely i get the business reasons for it like i get why you would do this i'm just speaking as someone who buys video games I expect that the video games I bought to still be available to me when like... I, I agree. And I thought the way they were vaulting it was like, they would just have a different way of accessing it. Like it wouldn't be in the standard game. You'd have to go to like a separate area and attack these pieces of content separately or individually. So like you could go through the story separately like I don't know if, if it were if it were that I just this would be a quick item like huh that's weird but uh, no it's according to this article on Forbes at least all of and I'm not going to know what any of this shit is but all of the Red War Curse of Osiris and Warmind campaigns everything in the Black Army season of the Drifter and season of Opulence the full zones of EO Titan Mercury Mars and everything in Leviathan um, from four raids to Menagerie. The only thing left from years one to two of Destiny are the EZZ, Nessus, and the Tower. Um, the loot that we got from those first two years, if we kept it. Like, the loot will still be there, apparently, although it's being sunset. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot of shit. Yeah, that is a lot. That's two years worth of Destiny content. Yeah, to, to me... And this article does go into this point in detail, too. Like, they're trying to treat it like it is a game as a service, right? And so they can cycle on and off parts of it as they see fit, but that's not how they sold it initially. They sold these as expansions. So in my opinion, they should, like, refund everyone who bought these is the only way that you could make it right. And I don't even think yeah. that's completely making it right. Like, there are probably... There's probably at least one weirdo out there who would like to access the the tombs of whatever the fuck rather than have $30 back. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. That's not cool at all. It's it's gross, but that you know, that's Activision for you. Aren't they is Destiny 
I don't think Destiny's Activision anymore. No, they're out from under Activision. Like, I think they're just Bungie now, but... So it's Bungie just making a... Going rogue and making an Activision type of decision. Yeah, they got... It's the ghost of Bobby Kotick inhabiting uh, the lead of Activision. Forcing him to do this. Or the lead of Bungie, I'm sorry. Right, right. I can't talk today, but... Speaking of corporations being real fucking stupid, uh, I'm sure that you're aware of all the hashtag free Fortnite business by now, what with e Epic Games going up against Apple because they don't want to give Apple a 30% cut of their sales on the App Store, and Apple uh, making the terrible, terrible decision of removing every game using the Unreal Engine from their store and then immediately walking that back, and Fortnite doing a stupid parody event of the Apple 1984 ad that, you know, given... Honestly, given our political climate, I'm not really a place that you want to go. Yeah. If you're, you know, the fun-time shooter for children. Um... I don't know, how do you feel about this? Because I think there's multiple angles that you can look at it, and I, I, I think that this is just a corporate slap fight to me, but you... It definitely is exactly that. Um, and I don't like it from either side, although I don't like it a little more from Apple's side, because... But then again, Google Play Store did it too. Um, Google Play Store took Fortnite down because for like similar reasons for a little bit so it's i don't know man it's really hard to say like yeah i i don't my, i don't I know think... what development studios what apple and what google should be entitled to right i don't like i don't know what kind of agreement you know epic signed with apple and how all of a sudden that agreement is an issue yeah. um so to me, it seems like two mega corporations worth billions of dollars are just fighting over billions of dollars. Yeah, I think that uh, Epic saw some opportunity here because Apple is currently in some legal fights with other companies over whether or not they can get that 30% cut. So it was like a might as well pile on thing. But I do think that Apple's going to get fucked in the EU because if Microsoft can't package edge with their os there's no way that the eu is going to be like oh yeah you can make it so that the only way to load software on your device is through a store that you own and you take a 30 percent cut of everything that goes through it because the argument for like android not being quite the same thing is that you can sideload an app pretty easily like you just have to one you have to know how to do that which i suppose is kind of a process and two you have to turn put your phone into dev mode, but none of that that like all of that's trivial and easily ironically enough easily googleable to where you could do it whereas with Apple you have to completely jailbreak the phone if that's even an option on the latest iPhone I mean it's always an option yeah I do but... I think how this is gonna settle out is that like. I, I don't know, there's going to be some, like, there's going to be an Epic Store on iOS that you have to install to then install Fortnite. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that'll be the solution. Oh, God. If phones turn into fucking PC where you have to download 20 different launchers to play video games, 
I'm just never gonna play a game on my phone ever again. I don't I don't play games on my phone anyway. I have I have some I have a copy of RetroArch with like a SNES collection and then I have a like hacked copy of the pinball game with all of the Williams and Stern tables and shit. That's it. I like to play some indie titles like on my iPad or whatever. They're like if they show up on like if they're just cheaper on iOS and they would be like on my switch or something, then I would, I would play it there. But yeah, my, my big innovation for using my phone uh, to do things other than browse Reddit has been reading books on my phone. That's been my new re- revelation. Yeah. I've been reading like comic books and stuff on my, on my tablet for a while now, even though I have like hard copies of the majority of them. I just like them better there. Yeah. And there's also, you know, all, all the high-quality 3D porn that you can get by buying a headset at the dollar store and slipping your phone into that. Because, <laughs> you know, it's a more viable alternative than using an Oculus headset if you don't want a Facebook account. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so Zuck did it. Why? You, you, like... Any any Oculus headset sold past I think 2021 is going to require a Facebook account, and all Oculus accounts are going to have to be migrated by 2024 because apparently, you know, VR isn't a display standard or anything. It's some stupid proprietary thing because we can't make display standards anymore. I guess. It's so dumb. Like it's for. It's an advanced television, but really what I'm doing is I'm strapping two monitors and a shitload of motion sensors to my face. Right. Like, that's it. And, yeah, there's there's going to be software that's required to interface with that headset, but enough companies are making VR shit to where you should just come up with a standard, like how computers work, you know? Yeah. Instead of... Cell phones. Because that's what they're treating this like. They're treating the Oculus headset like it's a fucking cell phone. Yeah, I think that VR is so new, they're still trying to, like, get their shit together, dude. Yeah, they're still trying to work the kinks out. and But I have definitely at least taken Oculus off of my list in uh, like of VR headsets to potentially buy. Because of yeah. this, because I I don't want my Facebook account. I'm probably going to get rid of my Facebook account after my wedding. No, I feel you. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want a Facebook account, and they shouldn't need one. No, Especially, for like, anything outside of using Facebook. Yeah, why why do I need a Facebook account to play video games? It's so dumb. Yeah, uh, that's all I had to say about that. Same here. Um, so, speaking of Microsoft, I and speaking of a card that probably should have been higher up in the list near that uh, near the start when we were talking about the Halo stuff, but Microsoft is putting together this studio that's called the Initiative. Yeah, it's been been going for a while now. They're definitely working on something. I think they started putting the studio together like a few years ago. Yeah, they they are calling it the world's first quadruple A studio, 
And yeah. I'm just sitting here wondering what the fuck that means. It just means that it's Microsoft's, like, Sony Santa Monica, essentially. Like, it's going to be the studio that, like, turns out the just big-budget games, like God of War for Sony and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And before that, Microsoft really didn't have one of those. You know what I mean? Like, not that I could really think of, like just a consistent studio that puts out like massive triple uh, A titles with tons of money behind them. Yeah, they have the Microsoft seems seems to be like, at least up until now, their idea was essentially a studio, a series like turn 10 does Forza 343 does Halo, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Now, the idea of having a studio full of a bunch of talented people working on whatever is very interesting, and I look forward to see what comes out of it. Yeah, they've been teasing a lot of it, like a lot of shit about the studio for a while now. Phil Spencer's been like, they had pictures and you know stuff recorded of him like at the studio like playing whatever the fuck they're working on but nobody knows what it is and i'm like just and they shit. hired the adventures director which means that uh, the director of the game which means that you know that it'll be good yeah it means you know it'll be good <laughs> that guy also made some tomb raider games too i'm just i'm just being a jackass those were good tomb raider games those, those were, were good actually tomb raider good. Games. yeah those were good but yeah, big studio, big names. Hopefully they have big ideas that can lead to big sales for, you know, the fledgling small indie company known as Microsoft. <laughs> uh, I don't have a transition for this, and I think it's incredibly stupid and speaks for itself. The PS5's controller triggers will lock when your gun jams in Deathloop. Dude, I think this I don't... is cool. Man, I don't. Okay. I think this so, is going to lead to broken controllers. No, man. These the okay. So, just like a little bit ago, maybe like an hour ago, there was the first Ratchet and Clank PS5 demo. It was like twenty minutes long. I watched it. It's really cool. And then they had an interview with Insomniac afterwards, where they went over some of like the special features with the controller that's going to be in Ratchet and Clank. And so there's a double barrel shotgun that you can use in Ratchet and Clank. And as I'm sure you know, Ratchet and Clank has some pretty insane weapons, um, where you can, if you pull your trigger down halfway until you feel a little bit of feedback, it'll shoot one shot out of the barrel. But if you pull it all the way back, it'll shoot both. Or you can you can pull it back, stop it, shoot one, and then pull it down and shoot the other. Like I I think that they're they're really going all in on these adaptive triggers, and I think if used properly, some of the devs can get really creative with some of this shit. Yeah, I suppose it's an evolution of the force feedback uh, idea, and you know the pressure sensitivity idea, but. I can I see know. like it some seems, shoot, it seems gimmicky, like, creative. and it, it it just remains to be seen. I think this usage is kind of dumb. Yeah, um, I mean, when you read it, or like when you, yeah, when you read that, it seems like people aren't going to know whether their controller's broken or whether 
their gun is jammed. But I'm sure like someone's gonna break a controller or fuck up their hand. We don't know what quote unquote triggers will lock will actually feel like until that's like, a big part of it too. Like yeah, until we actually get our hands on like a PS5 controller. And also, you know, this this stuff also makes the controller more expensive, but. Eh. Oh, I'm sure this controller will be like ninety or hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, the PS4 controller. What, what if they just 75? go balls out and just set the price at one twenty, like those uh, high end like Xbox controllers and shit? I mean, they might, man. The PS4 controller is sitting at seventy five bucks. Uh, that controller is eight years old, dude. I still like. It doesn't. Why? Why is that controller seventy five dollars? Because it has a touchpad. It has a light on it. Oh boy. I mean, controllers are just expensive these days. Yeah. And th this PS five controller is going to have USB C. It's going to have like all this other shit involved in it. I mean, I feel like it, it's going to be extremely expensive. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. Uh. Hopefully that new Switch Pro isn't uh, as expensive. Oh, it'll be much more expensive. But I will buy one the day <laughs> it releases. The day that it's announced, I will cheer in joy because I love my Nintendo Switch very, very much. I love playing my Nintendo Switch. I would love it even more if the screen was better, if I could play in higher resolution, if it looked better on my TV. If Breath of the Wild's frame rate didn't dip in some areas, I I wouldn't mind a Switch that honestly didn't feel like I was going to snap it in half if I held it wrong. Yeah, the build quality on the actual Switch, like not the Switch Lite, actually has far better build quality in my opinion. Um, but the the traditional Switch with the Joy Cons that come off, it does all the like good shit that you want to switch to do. The build quality does feel a little off, especially over time as you take those Joy Cons on and off repeatedly. But yeah, we have uh, we have new Switch Pro rumors out there. Yeah, and... they're saying that it's supposed to be a big leap too. Like they're talking 4K. Um, they're talking better screen technology, like Mini LED. They're talking like a, like let fewer borders around the screen. I'm like, how much is that thing gonna cost? Like, I don't know. I can't see Nintendo doing like pulling all the stops like that. Yeah, this specific rumor thread that we have is saying the opposite, and then it's just going to be a minor upgrade. But I can't even see them like doing that. They already kind of did that with the redesigned Switch, right? Yeah, I feel like whatever this is that they're talking about would be a major upgrade. I feel like it's due for a, a big upgrade, and I feel like that we're probably in for something with Nintendo where they kind of ride the Switch out for a lot longer than we're used to with Nintendo, to be completely honest. The Switch is still selling a ton, and it's very cool in concept, and people already love the idea of the Switch, so why abandon it for some new idea when you can upgrade it and get make it a little bit more powerful so that way third parties continue to port their games over to it yeah i can see them doing that think about like the long tail that the 3ds has had like i think yeah, they're still, still making it. games for that yeah it still has like a couple trickle drops here and there and 
you know, honestly, like the library of the 3DS is insane. And seeing, and the Switch like still has so long to go. I mean, there's still so many more games that are probably so far out that we haven't seen yet. Metroid Prime 4, I think that game's forever away. Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. That's going to need a while to breathe. <laughs> Pun intended. The um, Well, for Breath of the Wild 2, they could just do a shitty mission pack sequel. I feel like it's not going to be that, though. I, I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like a large scale. Like, I, I, I feel like it's going to be a completely new game. I, I, I would think it would have to be because it's going to run. If they on were the going to go the DLC slash mission pack sequel route, it would have been out already. They already did like two very hefty DLC packs for Breath of the Wild. Like, the last dlc pack added like a ton of shrines and all new dungeon like there was a ton of content in that um and they had another dlc pack before that that had like the um it was like a challenge tower of sorts uh that was actually really challenging and i put a lot of hours into that like there has been a ton of content (laughs) for breath of the wild i feel like they've squeezed everything they can out of that game specifically. I think Breath of the Wild 2 and in interviews following the announcement, they said like we had ideas for an expansion, um, but it ended up just growing and growing and growing into this just like completely huge new thing. And we decided to just make it and just like make an all new game. Um, And I can see that. And, you know, Ocarina, I mean, some people could see like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask kind of as a similar situation where like Majora's Mask wasn't like necessarily a direct sequel, but it did use the same engine and tech that Ocarina of Time had, but it was just a completely new fucking game. Yeah. And, you know, there's that. There is the uh, second quest stuff that, you know, they've done before. There is the BS Satellite Zelda, which was a new game using the Link to the Past assets. Like, there, there yeah. is a lot that, uh, there's a lot of precedent for a, a, a sequel in that style. And I think, I, I don't think there's a game that I'm more excited for than Breath of the Wild 2, to be real with you. Like, I, I just want that now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me game now. Give me game now. And if what, it, and what, I what? feel like the Switch Pro would be, I feel like these games that I mentioned here that uh, Bayonetta 3 is another one where it's a Nintendo exclusive that got announced a long time ago it still hasn't released. I feel like there's these really, really heavy um, titles that have not we haven't heard from in a long time that could be pushed alongside a new upgraded Switch. Yeah. So what did they announce? Oh man, so um Nintendo had this rumored direct that was like everybody's flipping out because some industry insider said Nintendo was gonna have this standard, like long Nintendo Direct that was gonna have all these big announcements this week. Instead, they had a Nintendo Direct Mini that was ten minutes long where they announced basically nothing of interest to me i'm sure they're of interest to some people they announced a few rhythm games kingdom hearts rhythm game oh boy care about um another rhythm game some world of tanks stuff that i really don't care about they announced some 
Rocky Balboa Creed champions boxing game. But if that's I'm, the same game that I was watching a video about recently, oh boy. Yeah, it's it doesn't look very good. But something that was announced that I thought was really interesting was their releasing collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. Like, uh, I, it's the two Legends games that, man, what what console were they on? Like Game Boy? Game Boy Color? The original? Game Boy. It was Game Boy. So, yeah, those games are going to be released on Switch. I think that's actually pretty cool. Like, Are, are they doing upgrades or is it just a straight port? It, I think minor upgrades, but for the most part, they look straight port. But I think that they would be. That's I think that's pretty cool. They'll, if it's straight port, they'll probably be pretty cheap. I would um, imagine so. They announced they showed like just a, just dance or whatever, and then Puyo Puyo Tetris, and then some DLC for some other games, mostly. Um, and then they showed some stuff for Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered, which the reviews came out today, and my god. I did not expect it to review so poorly. Like, I think IGN oh, gave it reviewed three. poorly. Yeah, I think IGN gave it a three out of ten. And they, the guy, are they giving? So here's the thing: Are they giving it a three out of ten because of the port, or are they giving it a three out of ten because Crystal Chronicles? I think it's game? because of the port because Crystal Chronicles was mostly well received, like sevens to eights mostly when it came out on GameCube. I remember it. I remember playing it a little bit on GameCube and being like, this is a decent game. I think the the problem with the port is the online matchmaking is shit. Uh, uh, it's hard to play. It's more difficult than it should be to play multiplayer in a multiplayer-focused game. Um, but back to like the Direct, this is the theme for Nintendo in 2020, really, um, where everyone gets hyped... And then Nintendo really has only announced shit that I feel like they had to announce because they had agreements with other studios and partners that they were going to show or promote or market their game for their console at some point in time this year. It just feels like Nintendo's doing the bare minimum that they can. I mean, we've had Animal Crossing, and then other than that, it's just been remasters. We had Xenoblade Chronicles remaster. We're getting a Pikmin 3 remaster like paper mario origami king came out to mix reception but we're not getting any like what what do you got for the fall man like what do you what's coming they they have a fall game every year for like every consoles for, for like ever i can't remember the last time nintendo didn't have like at least one fall title yeah yeah it's it's interesting that we're going into another Nintendo drought, especially given the fact that the last time that happened was with the Wii U, a console that sold, like, 500 total. It wasn't that bad, but, like, it no, was very, very disappointing sales of the Wii U. The Switch has sold, like, hotcakes covered in hotcake sauce. Dude, I know. The Switch sells so good. But, you know, that could also lead to Nintendo resting on their laurels because they're I mean, like... Animal Crossing also sold ridiculously well, probably way higher than anticipated. I think it outsold, like, Pokemon or something, um, which is insane. So yeah, that's I'm, nuts. Cur 
I'm sure they're like, oh, we're good. You know, like we had Animal Crossing this year. They got Pokemon DLC coming um, this fall. I just feel like there's got to be like, there's got to be something. There's got to be like some surprise or something that they're going to announce for the fall. Wasn't there a Super Mario 64 remaster that kind of got shoved under the rug? It was a Super Mario 35th anniversary where they were going to take all the 3D Marios from back in the day and remaster them in like one package. And that still could happen because it's the 35th anniversary this year. So like, okay, I hope that still happens because we could end up with something that has like Super Mario 64 and then like just a ton of the like a bunch of the other classic like 3D Mario games in one package, which would be to do that in the fall and you're good straight up. Like that and Animal Crossing this year, you're fine. You had a decent year, seriously. You want to talk about them, their Batman shits? Yeah, I didn't realize that two Batman games got announced. I thought they were the same game. No, it's two. Um, so you know how WB Montreal did Arkham Origins? It did one game in the Arkham series. Yeah. Um, while Rocksteady did the other ones, Arkham Asylum, City, and Night. Um, well, WB Montreal, I think that, I think they're the same studio that's doing goth Batman Gotham Knights. Um, thing about this game though, is there's no Batman in it. Um, because in the trailer he's dead. And so it's, oh man, I really liked what they showed of this game. Um, Batman Gotham Knights, there's like just so many questions I have because there's, you've got I think it's four or five um, heroes to play as. And it looked like there was a leveling system. Some of the enemies in the gameplay videos had like levels above their heads. Um, And it's definitely like co-op. I don't know how co-op it is. Like if this is going to end up being like some sort of games as a service, or if this is just going to be like a um, more RPG focused Arkham type game with the ability to play co-op with your friends. I have a lot of questions around it, but what I did see of it looked really, really cool. Um, It looked like Arkham, you know, games essentially, but there's definitely some new elements in those. And it's been a long time since we've seen an Arkham game. I think Arkham Knight came out like, what, like a good five years ago or something like that. So it's been a minute. uh, Gotham Knights looks cool. Um, for sure, but also Suicide Squad, the game that Rocksteady is developing, which they announced via a tweet. Like, <laughs> um, actually showed a trailer where it's it, it's called Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's a bad name. Bad name. Crap name. <laughs> Crap name. Um, but the game looks cool. They didn't show any gameplay. That game looks really far out. It's apparently only for next gen and PC. It's not going to be cross generational in any way. Uh, I, I think said that it's coming out in 2022. This has to be like a thing that was in the works before this latest Suicide Squad movie flops because, like, it seems really weird to me that DC keeps betting on this property that, like, didn't get them. Didn't get them where they wanted to go the first time, and then the second movie, like the the Margot Robbie led Birds Harley Quinn and the mysterious whatever the fuck long title that literally got changed while the movie was running in theaters. 
that apparently disappointed people, and now they have a Suicide Squad reboot coming out, I guess? Was Birds of Prey poorly received? I thought that was, like, pretty well-received. I thought there was, like, two DC movies that were well-received, and it was, like, Aquaman in that one. Oh, when I say well-received, I mean, like, generated the pile of money that they want out of these. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, I think that it might have been accepted more critically. Um, although, Lord knows that Aquaman wasn't, so... Yeah, that's true. But Aquaman made the money. I don't... I don't... I thought that I read that that movie did badly. Maybe I'm wrong. But they have that Suicide Squad reboot coming out anyway. So... They keep pushing Suicide Squad. I, I don't know about it. I um, think they but, think Harley Quinn's way more marketable than she actually is. That's possible. Um, I don't know. I think that... this. I don't know how much DC and WB had to do with the decision to make Rocksteady make a Suicide Squad game, or if it was more Rocksteady being like, we want to do something other than Batman. Um, because that's very possible too. I mean, they might just be burnt out on making Batman games. Could be, but then at that point, I feel like you wouldn't do something so Batman adjacent. Although I guess you can consider like making a Justice League game Batman adjacent as well, but... Yeah. But then you present the challenge of making a game where people can play as Superman and not just like... Oh, that's an easy one. You just take Superman, like, you make Superman the MacGuffin that you have to get. Like, Superman gets Princess Peach status, and he's locked up in a fucking cryo chamber at Lex Luthor's house. Yeah, but it would suck to play a Justice League game where you can't play a Superman. But, I mean, yeah. Then you release the Superman DLC, and (laughs) nobody cares if it's overpowered and busted. Because they've already beat the game. Yeah, I think, uh... I think I'm really inter- I'm really interested in it. There hasn't been a single Rocksteady game I haven't liked. Like I liked all the Arkham games. I know Arkham Knight got some pretty heavy criticism, um, but I still loved it, dude. I, I, I remember I, mostly the PC port shenanigans with Arkham Knight. Aside from that, I didn't really hear much about it. I, I have actually really only driving. played the first one of those. Really, Arkham Asylum, yeah. the best yeah. one. Yeah, it's, is it's that not, the best one? I thought City was the best opinion. one. Okay, City, like, is Asylum, like, on steroids, essentially. Like, it does everything mechanically better. But Asylum is just so much more refined. It's, like, condensed and that it's just, like, in Arkham Asylum, essentially. It's not trying to be so, like, open world. Um, I felt that Arkham Asylum was actually the better of all the games, in my opinion. Mm. I know that's I, not. I really enjoyed Arkham Asylum. I actually yeah. had a second graphics card that was an old one installed just for the physics on the cape for a minute. Really? Yeah. It made that's no a... tangible difference whatsoever. <laughs> I, I think maybe his cape full like his cape looked a slight bit better in terms of like not clipping and everything or freaking out, but other than that. Right, right. No, I hear you. But anyway, like I am, I'm excited for Suicide Squad. Gotham Knights yeah. is definitely coming out sooner. I think that one's coming out like sometime next year. I think Suicide Squad's still really far away. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of these games are games as a service. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of next gen games are games as a service. And well, apparently, speaking... uh, according to uh, 
the article that we have linked that Batman Gotham Knights game won't be games service. It won't be? Okay, that's good. Or at least that's what they're saying. Lord knows that, you know, that's you can't true. trust any companies as far as that you could throw them at this point. For sure. I am interested in a co-op Batman game. I think that'd be pretty darn cool. Um, so I might actually pick that up because co-op in that sort of game is a novel experience. Uh, yeah. It looked cool in the gameplay video, too. They showed, like, that enemies were doing damage to each other. So, like, they'd shoot at you, and then someone, like, your buddy could, like, throw an enemy, like, in your direction. And then if they throw them in the line of fire of, like, one of the other enemies, they'd take damage. I, I thought there's, like, a lot of cool combat stuff you can you can do with that. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, you know what doesn't look cool? It's, t- it's time to atone for your sins, Trevor. Oh, God. So, Avengers, this Marvel Avengers game that is coming out from Squeenix uh, and our friends at whatever Squeenix subsidiary is working on this, has Crystal Dynamics, has so much exclusive crap tied to various brands. There is a Verizon slash Virgin Mobile costume pack. There's an Intel costume pack, which features some of the worst Hulk outfit I have ever... It looks like he's wearing, like, sewed-together thrift store pants and then a gold chain for some reason. That's tight. Um, I know for a fact that there's, like, Best Buy exclusive content and shit. Spider-Man is literally exclusive to the PlayStation 4 version. This is me like, because, yeah. you know, Sony, Sony owns that doing. character. That's Sony's doing. I know yeah. it for sure. Oh, and if you buy a special pack of five gum, you can get a special in-game emote. Of course you can. How many How many not... fucking Call of Duty gamer points do I need to buy to play this video game? This doesn't surprise me at all, because it is a games as a service, and it's supposed to have a long tail, and one of the things that are supposed to get you going is, like new skins and like fucking like just new shit for your heroes, your characters and whatnot. Um, I don't like, I think the worst, the absolute worst exclusive, like I can give a shit less about like these costume packs or like gold chains or whatever. Like that shit doesn't fucking matter to me. But the fact that Spider-Man like the best in my opinion the best fucking marvel character in existence is exclusive to a fucking console is unacceptable and this is i know this is sony's doing i yeah, know of course it, it is spider-man will never appear on anything not sony you saw them throw a fit over the whole fucking disney fiasco where they're like we don't we don't want like Spider-Man's not going to be in the MCU anymore. It's like, what are you fucking talking about, dude? Quit being a crybaby over the shit that you own. And Especially, like, in that case, it was... The only reason Spider-Man was in the MCU initially is because Sony screwed the pooch on so many previous Spider-Man movies. Yeah, they made so many bad Spider-Man movies, and then they were probably pissed that the only good one ever made came out of the MCU, and they actually <laughs> found the guy that that well, like the perfect person to play Spider-Man. I think that's a spicy take. Those first two Tobey Maguire movies are good. They're not. They are. Opinion. 
they're okay. They're not. They're not like the current Spider-Man movies. Good. Yeah, they're good in that old superhero movie way. Yeah, the they're good in like Michael Keaton Batman movie like type of sense. Like those are good Batman movies. They're like. Well, I pretty- think the Michael Keaton Batman movie is really fucking good. Although, don't like this is just a PSA for anyone who might be thinking about it. Don't get the Blu-ray or buy. <laughs> Like a, a streaming copy on YouTube or whatever because it uses the Blu-ray rip and they severely fucked up the color contrast. Did they really? I haven't watched. Yeah, that. it looks terrible. Oh. Like, so do you remember how the Killing Joke had really hallucinatory art initially? Yep. Yeah. It kind of looks like that, except that's not the way the movie was made. It's just I have a feeling that Tim Burton got in there and was like, "Why don't I Tim Burton this up?" Even though it was already Tim Burton enough. Yeah, but I'm, it looks it looks like the bad bad. Everything was too saturated and like uh, you know all the, all the gradients of uh, like black and gray were crushed because of it. Those are classics, man. And I almost I, I've been on a superhero kick lately, and I was like, they're on H, HBO Max or whatever, which I have by default because apparently, like, if you have HBO, you have it. And I was like, I'm gonna. I'm going to watch these again. I haven't streamed them yet, but I think I'm going to revisit them. But I'll keep a lookout on the, the color saturation. Yeah, it just, it, di- it did not look great. Initially, I was like, this looks really cool. And then by the end of it, it just got to be too much. But anyway, the fact that Spider, like Spider-Man's got a, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to get this on PC. And it's extremely disappointing that I can't play as Spider-Man on on pc and i don't know we still don't know what kind of content that removes from the game right yeah either we're talking an integral part like a large portion of this game is being removed or the spider-man content is tacked on one of the two and both suck both suck yeah both of those are bad situations but in terms of like the the majority of the exclusivity shit I'm not gonna pre-order this game. I'm just gonna buy it on Steam, and I get what I get. I don't. I don't care. Um, yeah. I don't care about the outfits. I'm sure they have plenty of cool whatever and probably obnoxiously stupid outfits in the game that everybody has access to. I'm sure that yeah. like I, I just. I don't like it for two reasons. One is the completionist in me is kind of pissed off about it because. You know, previously in, like, uh, I think those Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, you know, you would unlock everything. Alliance games, man. I still need to do Ultimate Alliance 3. I still haven't played that. But, like, previously, like, classic Iron Man, it was an unlock if you did something cool, or all the other costumes were unlockable. Now, like, unless I buy the specific Doritos Pepsi edition, I can't get all of the content in the game. Full stop. I think gamers like us, Frank, are are coming across hard times, man. Um, Is this when I find out that I'm old? Yeah, we're old, dude. Um, <laughs> because games used to be things that you could complete, you could 100% them. And this is one of the, you know, like, and I've had this conversation with a friend of mine who's much younger than me, actually, um, who doesn't understand the completionist like side of gaming and why anybody would really want a 100% of game 
as he felt that a lot of the parts of the game that are integral to the moment to moment gameplay or completing the story or, you know, whatever were just tacked on. Um, the reason I like Nintendo games so much is that 100%ing them still has that old school feel, right? Yeah. Um, like the links of awake, a leaks awakening remake, for example, it's a classic, it's like a remake, of a classic Zelda game and 100%ing that like felt like old school completionist type Zelda shit to me. And even breath of the wild had a little bit of that feel take away the fucking stupid Korok seeds. Like they were mocking some of the modern games and that I believe. Um, but Nintendo still has that a lot of their like first party core titles, like super Mario odyssey and stuff like that. Like they really have and go all out with kind of that um, old school completionist roots type thing, but they update it a little bit and they add like a couple of new like twists here and there to it. Um, But these games that are really popular right now, like destiny where most people don't give a shit that they're throwing away two years of content or uh, the Avengers where like, it's just there's exclusive content for other stuff and you know, it is what it is, right? It's not going to yeah. keep the majority of people from playing it. I think just for me, I can't help but notice every single move like this. The the exclusive costumes locked behind Red Bull or the yanking two years of content out because not enough people play it. All of these moves are unfriendly to the consumer. They just yeah, they... set precedents like, that can be abused by these companies later. I agree. Like, I, you can't get a game is is not it feels like games aren't sold as complete packages anymore and that would be fine if they gave us a break on the price or something like you know if if the if the adventures came out for like 40 bucks rather than 60 sure but i also see stuff going around that's like hey we should probably reassess the price of video games because they should be more expensive but there's also the fact that none of this extra money goes towards the people actually making the game. And, you know, now I'm getting on my anti-corporate soapbox, but, you know, it is it like it is what it is. And I also, I, I feel like this is kind of why I've been looking towards more indie stuff, because indie games still sell you a complete experience. Like, it's hard for, and granted, a lot of this is logistics, but it's hard for an indie company to have a game as a service, because they just need to release something and hope it sells. Like, they don't have revenue streams. There's no ultimate team mode that the guy making Stardew Valley can lean on to get money to come in. Well, not like that guy needs money to come in, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's doing just fine. Um, No, I totally know what you mean. And I do like a lot of indie titles for that reason, as they they do feel more old school in that sense, where you just get, you buy the game and you get what you get, and maybe they put out more content for it later, but everything seems so, like, you you know what you're paying for. And you get the same experience as everyone else. Yeah. You know I mean? no, nobody ever streamlines a game in the in the customer's favor. I guess that's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, a lot of the modern, they're just trying to find new ways to make more money off games. Like you said, the people think that games should be more expensive. They're not. Um, so $59.99 to kind of, you know, get more out of the development costs, they add microtransactions and exclusivity deals and stuff like that. Um, and there's you just know, so many people out there that spend tons of money on that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm glad that they did back away from? Do you remember when the X-Bone released and, like, Rise, Son of Rome, and every other game had some stupid, uh, you know, currency in the game that you could buy? Yeah. I hated that. I'm glad that we didn't go that route. Yeah, I remember, like, Assassin's Creed having some currency you can buy, and then you could spend it on XP. And I'm like, so you could just, like, buy your way to beating the game. Yeah, pay to win single player. You know? Like, why would you want to do that? Why would you spend money on a game and then spend more money to not play the game? I've never gotten that urge. That's always been as baffling to me as it is to you. I do have to yell about another corporate thing in gaming, uh, by the way. A lot of these, so this is about The Sims 4. Um, a lot of these specific criticisms come from my fiancé because I have barely, like, I I have played The Sims, but I barely know anything about it. Uh, but The Sims 4 is getting a Star Wars pack. Like, <laughs> it already has Star Wars costumes in it. This is literally a Star Wars thing, like an expansion thing that they're clonking onto it, where you can, like, hop on the Millennium Falcon and go to fucking Bothar, or whatever the hell it's called, and do Star Wars things, and this is coming from the same company who said that, uh, they can't do a height slider because it's too complicated. That's or, so they can't, like... You you only have so, like you have specific colors that you can select because apparently ba- like doing transformation and lighting or like modifying a texture on the fly is too fucking hard, and you know the, the, this is the same company that like they, they are releasing the Star Wars pack before they have released you know updated skin tones or. How about the just the ability to not have to pick from a fucking swatch of skin tones? Or pathfinding that doesn't fucking... Like, when I'm playing the game, the pathfinding in the fucking game still breaks. The, the event model in the game still breaks. This game has been out for eons. It has had umpty bajillion DLC packs, at least like 20 of them, if I count like the stuff packs. But at least like 10 big ones, right? It still has glaring bugs they just now introduced the ability to like um i don't think it was to move windows around something in the construction was a big deal but i'm blanking on it but like there are still glaring issues with this game and they're making a fucking star wars pack which from what i can ascertain literally no one in the sims community was asking for right they're just like let's do it yeah let's do a star war we got the license, why not? Now now for my specific complaints. I'm tired of Star Wars being this metastasizing cancer that has to go infect every part of the entertainment ecosystem. 
I, at this point, fucking hate Star Wars, and I used to be a massive Star Wars fan, second only to Gundam in terms of giant sci-fi franchises that I enjoy. But now it's everywhere. Like, hell, I remember when The Force Awakens first came out and they had BB-8 branded oranges. I, I, I thought Force Awakens was one of the good... Of the new ones, but no, I agree. Of the new ones, it's probably... I don't know, There's th- that could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but like... Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, but... the, the new Star Wars movies are what they are, but I just mean like the fact that that has to now bleed over into everything. I am convinced, oh, and if I had the money, I would try, that you could live an entirely Star Wars-themed life if you wanted to. <laughs> you know, Do you know what's in my house right now because my mom only knows one thing about me, and even that's out of date. I have a crock pot that's about the size of, like, like the circumference of double your average coffee cup. It's a really tiny crock pot that looks like R2-D2 for some reason. Like, not, like, molded. It just has R2-D2 wrapping on the outside. And it's like a mini fondue pot. I'm sitting here wondering what I do with this thing. I have a Star Wars waffle maker that... Or pancake maker, rather. Again, didn't ask for it. I have Star Wars dish towels and oven mitts. You the the, 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 the mitts life. on my regular, like on my wedding registry, were just solid red because that's what we wanted. I have like the, the there is a one one of the dish towels was so stupid. It says "I love you" to the Death Star and back, and it's so dumb that we thought the only appropriate place for it was hanging off of the equally stupid like, painting that we got at a thrift store of a giant Jesus knocking on the World Trade Center. <laughs> so, that baffling thing's in my office. That's great. Like, I don't... Stop. Quit it. Stop it. And I know that, like, that's what Disney does, but, like... Just... Jesus Christ, calm down. Yeah, I know, man. They... I love the idea of living a completely Star Wars themed life. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Put on a TV, call Star it my Star Wars, Wars themed life. Games, only watching Star Wars. Oh, I don't even mean that. I mean like every single product that you use could be Star Wars themed. Yeah, everything everything you own is Star Wars. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play video games on my C3PO Xbox. You can and have, they have use Star my Wars Star Wars TV. They have there's Star Wars themed there's Star Wars themed everything. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's just it's it's really gross. I know that the series was basically birthed to be a marketing machine, especially given the fact that that's how Lucas could make money off of it. Right. Because, like, 20th Century Fox kept all the proceeds of the actual first movie. But goddamn, like, slow your roll. Uh, Our last piece of news, which was something that came completely out of left field. Left 4 Dead 2 is getting a new expansion. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, the only only way I can think that this happened, the only way I can see it happening, is from the, the way that someone pointed it out on YouTube. Someone at Valve was probably like, hey, we should make a game like Dead by Daylight. And then they were like, wait a minute. 
We got one of those. Oh, yeah, we have boy. a zombie game. I forgot. We should make... Hey, guys, we should make a zombie game. Uh, shit. We already have a pretty pretty great zombie game. How about we just add on more content to it? Or maybe this is just part and parcel with Valve acknowledging that it has ongoing series that people want new installments of, because they made, they made a new Half-Life game. And that, now they're making a new Left 4 Dead. And if I count that stupid portal bridge to, uh, designer thing, they made a new portal kit. <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. But yeah, that's... Uh... How old is that game at this point? I was playing that in high school. Or at least the Would first think, one. Oh, yeah, dude. It's old. It's really old. Like, like 360. Like, mid-360, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's all I got for today. Uh, any last words? No. Nope. See you guys next time. We out.